Welcome to Mindset U Podcast, your source of mindset education. We aim to provide you with free, valuable education for you to thrive. Enjoy. In episode two of Career Change Fears, what happens if we stop being the victims of the system and start learning it? Can we become empowered? Also, what happens when our career is threatening our lives? Is that enough pressure to change? If you think about it, like us growing up, it's so different than like kids growing up now. Like, it's such a different landscape of things. Like, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all these things at our disposal to see what other kids' lives were like. It was kind of like you just knew what was life or like around what you saw, your surroundings kind of thing. In your one block radius. In your one block radius kind of thing. So it's like now with these kids, they have social media. They have all these things. And, and I think they put so much into certain things that don't really matter. Entertainment. Entertainment. Everything needs to be entertainment. Everything, you need to be cool. You need to have the coolest things because you see everybody else having and before it was like if you were poor and your friends were poor that's all you knew i mean even in Powell park like it, it's it's <clears throat> suburban and it's not cheap to live in but you go to like closer you go to like angle cliffs you're like oh you guys are different like we're the poor kids to you kind of thing to that point like when you know i grew up in in washington heights yeah and when i was about nine or ten was when we were moving to jersey mm-hmm. And everyone in the block, all the kids around the block, this is how ignorant they were. They're like, oh, you, you're going with the rich people. This guy's going to move to Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> the murder capital of the world. <laughs> but to them, that's the only place they know in Jersey. They're yeah. like, oh, that's, that's rich. Yeah. So it was like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone constantly making fun of me. Oh, you're, you're moving in with the rich people. Huh? You're too good for us. But I also think like, you know, I do agree that kids have more access to information. But I think about why they they spend so much time on like social media and stuff. And it's because they desire connection. Yeah. So I, I still work around kids. Yeah. And yeah, the, I hear teachers and adults say they're spending too much time on the screen. And I'm like, so fucking engage with them. Like, yeah. be, be a friend, be, mm-hmm. be someone to connect with, be like, learn about them instead of telling them what to do. Yeah. All right. And I think that, that, I think that's something that still kind of translates even when, like, we were younger. My parents always told me, like, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. Mm-hmm. And this is the way it's got to be. And when you have family, you're not going to be able to make these decisions. You're not going to be able to change your career. So do it now. And I'm like, that's all bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you could have you could have left. You didn't have to You didn't have to stay in this job yeah. because of me. And then it almost feels like you're, you're placing guilt on the kid okay. for your life choices, which mm-hmm. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Because then the kid grows up to be resentful of like, oh, well, I'm the reason that you didn't decide to go be this in your life. I think it's also because it, it, it's a different time. So it's like a different work structure. It's like, you know, talking to my mom about she's my mom's been in the corporate world my whole life, you know, and and, and but with her thing, it was like you work, you work, you work, you you make your way up in the ranks within your company and stuff like that. And nowadays it's like, you can work 40 years at a job and they won't advance you, mm. you know? And then you see other people who fail up and you're just like, I do everything right. How is this person who's terrible at their job managing me now? Mm-hmm. What, how kind of thing. And I think that goes into why people are changing their jobs now because they realize that there's no growth. There's in a lot of places in the corporate world. It's hard to, to grow in a company. I think, so for me, like a lot of two, those two topics, a lot of clients that I work with is 
it tends to be the theme of career mm-hmm. and the other one is of their relationship with their kids the one with the relationship with their kids the first thing uh, that i that i notice when they're talking about it is that they don't question their assumptions their perspective of how how life is the parents i'm talking about how their perspective of no these are the right choices you need to do this and this and this and this that's been like drilled in over they've never stopped to question that yeah so then they're just like i don't understand in order to be successful my child needs to do this and this and this and they're resisting me on it like what's the and then it's like why is that the the right thing to do and when you ask that question when obviously with a client that is the space to do that they're just like wait what do you what do you mean like this cognitive dissonance <laughs> shatters their brain for that moment and then the other thing is the career where like what you're saying like i don't understand i've been working in this company i'm not advancing i'm not getting now that comes into like this the space of like kind of that entrepreneur mentality where a lot of people learn their job they do really well at their job with the with the belief that hey if i work really hard i'm going to advance hey if i do my job really but look at that look at that from from a, a business yeah. like if you have this part in the business that's working really well why would you want to mess with that yeah. you wouldn't like that doesn't make any sense yeah. so you leave that person there because they're doing a great job there what you need in order to move up is relationships yeah and that's the, that's the whole thing that everyone goes into oh it's politics mm, yes it's politics but it's it's building relationships because when you're in a leadership position that's what it is it's all relationships yeah yeah you see like with me when i was a news writer it's like i was a good leader because i was able to to manage all the other writers and i was one of the younger guys but i understood everything and i and i could adapt really quickly but then it got to the point that like you're you're such a good leader you're staying there mm. and it's like mm-hmm. all right but like can you can you pay me more than if i'm training everybody can i can i get paid if you're gonna keep me here can i can I at least raise my salary just a little bit and like here's 25 cents Mm-hmm. thanks here's a pizza party thanks so i would make it a point i'll be a dick i would just make it a point whenever they have pizza parties or they're giving us food i would never eat their food <laughs> i would i would order out and i'd sit in the room with them and eat something else <laughs> just because I, I was like if you can afford pizza you can afford to pay me more god damn it well i, I think that's i mean i'm gonna push back a little bit on you jay yeah so, no go I ahead think, i think this is what's gonna make the podcast interesting <laughs> um but I would say that most people who are in that kind of position don't mm-hmm. know how to negotiate, yeah. right? Like, if, you, if you're able to express the skills mm-hmm. to, in, in, in a way where you leave, they're going to have a dysfunctional team. Oh, they do. Then, it makes me so happy. But the thing is, is like the expression of that, right? Like, why aren't people able to move up? Well, I would say like you haven't found a way to really sell yourself. Yeah. You haven't found a way to articulate something in in a manner that makes the other person understand that they're going to crumble without you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like when when they say, "Oh, I'm not able I, I do my job and I do it well." I'm like, "Yeah, you can take a mechanic that's a really great mechanic yeah. and he you can tell him, "Hey, why don't you start your own business?" But he has no idea how to sell something or how to organize a business or anything. He's not or she is not going to be able to build the successful business because they just don't have the other skills. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're not moving up in a company, you're missing something. 
No, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. So, like uh, on the note of like the entrepreneurial spirit, this is the, and this is a conversation I was just having this weekend with with a group of of uh, friends that come over every year, and we get together basically once a year and we catch up on like what's going on with life and everything mm-hmm. like that and it's so interesting because we all ha- lead very different lives in terms of our careers and everything right and what i've been seeing like year after year is like what i call like the jaded gene kicking up right where there's one of one of our friends who there's three couples one of them has been like jumping from uh, bank to bank throughout her her career and has been elevating in position, elevating in position, right? (laughs) Like there's this whole thing with her and her her husband who's also in a bank, but he's been in the same bank. And with her, it's like, oh, she has no loyalty. She just whatever, whatever. I was like, okay. But she's leveraging something because a lot of times when you're in an organization and you're like, hey, I'm really good at this. And the organization says, yeah, 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 that's cool. But you can stay right there. And then you're like, you know what? Hey, guys, I'm really good at this. And they're like, I'll bring you peace, right? That's mm-hmm. a form of leveraging those skills, which a lot of people are nervous and afraid to do when it comes to just making a jump. Yeah. Not even a career change, but an organization Season change. change. Yeah. That's a challenge. And then the other factor is um, where someone that's been doing, that started something as a passion, right? They went into a career as a passion. And then they feel, and I think, Moses, you can speak to this as a teacher, where they started a career because they, they believe there was something they could do and it's going to make a difference. And then they're in that career for a certain amount of time and they're just jaded. They're like, there's nothing. I can't do anything. It's just, just the system. It's messed up and whatever. And there's no point. I give up. And that kind of like that learned helplessness kicks in. Well, well, for me, it, I didn't want to go into teaching. <laughs> it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happened that way. It wasn't like planned. Like I went to school for, for business, business and finance. Um, but then once I started, I think it was like around 2008 when the collapse happened and it was harder to get a job. And one thing that I wasn't told about is the relationship aspect. So that, that was like one of the hardest things of my life was like building meaningful, solid relationships to be able to sell my skills. Right. So it's easier to go into a job where nepotism exists. So my dad had brought me into <laughs> my dad brought me into fuck. the education that's learning guys learning i learned fast uh my dad brought me into the education world and the one part that i loved was that i was going to be able to coach basketball so i was i've been a coach since i was like 18 years old so that was the part that i was excited for um and working with kids and building relationships with kids then i understood i was like oh shit man these kids have a fucked up life especially from the bronx right and you can have a really big impact on them. Yeah, too. and you can make a change. Yeah. Like there's, you know, I got I got kids playing Division One basketball right now, mm. um, and that's always awesome to see. But I think, like, to your point, is you work in a structure where, and and in hindsight now, I was like, oh, I could with the skills that I have now, I think I could have done a lot better in that position, um, and I could have grown and moved up. But I needed to leave in order to gain those skills. So, like, entrepreneurship, one thing taught me how to speak with people, how to connect with people, how to understand people. How to listen. How to listen, yeah. Yeah. How to deliver value. And that was the thing. Like, 
in a school, teachers think that your job is to deliver value to the kids. No, it's also delivering value to your colleagues. It's delivering value to the organization as a whole. And I thought, I, I think I was missing that. I didn't learn that till I came and joined you, right? And I had to understand how like, okay, what is a sale, <laughs> right? It's not a fucking reading a script, right? It's understanding someone's problem and trying to solve it, which mm -hmm. that skill existed, but I only knew how to do that with kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm a big believer in like when people have problems with their careers, it's you're missing something. What are you doing to understand what you're missing? Mm -hmm. What is the skill, right? And like when, uh, you know, I wrote, wrote a resume, right? Like I'm, I have my resume. And I look at it and like, we, were, we actually argued about this in the car. Francis and I had a huge argument the also, other day. Wait, wait. Also, guys, just so you know, these two are basically a married couple. <laughs> They're the odd couple. They're so different, yet so alike. And all they do is bicker with each other. It's amazing <laughs> that they haven't really done it so far in this episode yet. <laughs> Give it like five more minutes. I guarantee it's going to come at one point or another. And you're going to see what I'm talking about. But it's amazing. But we argued about the resume, right? And being able to really write down and persuade somebody that you have skills that can change their organization. Yeah. And the same thing happens with business. Business is just harder because like, you have to worry about so many other components of maintaining an organization. But essentially, if you're not moving up in your career and you're thinking that a career change is going to be the thing that's now going to you know, solve all your problems. Change everything. No, yeah. it's not. You're still missing the skill. Yeah. And maybe you'll be fortunate to join people who will elevate your skills. I was fortunate because, you know, I got to work with Rancis and mm -hmm. I've elevated my skills. And I think Rancis, in, in our partnership, and I would hope that I elevated your skills to an extent. Um, <laughs> nah, I I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting for the nod. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, you're not going to get an argument there because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we elevated each other and there was like, there was a point where like we talked about it and like we were Vita Project, we were about to move here to this bigger location and we were just like, yo, it feels like you can do anything, right? And it's that, it's that you literally just have to work on you. And I think relationships was the biggest part that kind of shifted everything for me, which then goes to your point about, you said before, like, oh, this kid that was afraid of speaking in front of people yeah. and turned bright red in yeah. front of the class and all that shit. It was that happened because it's a confident in yourself. You're the confidence in yourself yeah. that you're capable of doing anything. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the work that you put in, in developing and sharpening those skills. I don't think people look at it that way. Mm -hmm. no. So, you know, I was thinking about it, like from a perspective, like in a, in a company, let's say you're, you're a janitor and you're like, you don't understand. I clean this room better than anyone else does. Yeah. And they don't acknowledge me. They don't whatever. It's like, okay, you clean and organize this room that no one sees and so on and so forth. So it's like, but, but it's, I work really hard, right? I'm like, okay. But when you ask the question, what value, how is that helping the business make more money? Right? Because when you look at it from the intention of most organizations, organizations. is to make more money. Yeah. So how are you helping the business achieve its intention? That is value. <laughs> then what happens is that people see that their own perspective on value, their own thing is like, oh, I really appreciate a clean thing. So I'm going to do a really good job and have everything really clean. 
But if someone else doesn't value that, if the organization doesn't value that, it means absolutely nothing. So it's about understanding like the system, right? Understanding the organization, understanding the, the structure in which you're, you're going into. Truly studying it, like understanding what makes it tick. And then it becomes so easy to elevate yourself in, in that it's career. True. That and I think sense. that's the key factor, the mindset that, that most people are lacking in, in that regard. So then, Jay, at, <clears throat> like hearing that, how, do you knew, how did you know it was the right time to move and to change for you? Like, how did you know? Because you said something earlier, it's like comfortable, being comfortable can be a curse and a blessing, uh, right? Yeah, or something like gift that. and a curse, yeah. A gift and a curse. Yeah. And I was going to say, look, like listening to your story, I was like, nah discomfort is what fucking made you move you were uncomfortable in that, well, that new position so it, it was one of those things that like i i put myself in the most i was so comfortable with my job that i put myself in the most uncomfortable position possible which was you're back to working overnights and you're doing something completely brand new something you always wanted to do but now it's like all right now I, now your whole life like i was like let's let's see how i can do this i'm going to change my entire routine now i'm up at midnight and I work until 8 a.m. And now, you know, let's see how that goes. And I was able to do it, of course, because it's the adaptability to things. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I know I can adapt and stuff like that. But it's taken a toll on everything else on me. And then it just got to the point I was like, well, all right, I'm making money, but I feel like shit. I feel I, I don't get to work out anymore. I don't get to do half the things that was helping me mentally get through the day. And um, it wasn't making me a better partner to, to my fiance. It wasn't making me a better person because now I just wanted to shut off from everybody because I was just so exhausted from life. I was like, just leave me alone and let me sleep during the day. You know, I didn't even get to enjoy my, my, the farm I have with, with all the animals I have in the house. Like, I didn't even want to be around them. I was like, oh, my God, leave dad alone. You know, and they're my favorite things in the world. They're, they're the ones who show me unconditional love. Um, so it was, I thought that maybe if I put myself in an uncomfortable position, that maybe it'll give me that incentive. It's like, you got to drive, you got to work for this, like that David Goggins thing yeah. where it's like, put yourself through everything, you're in the, you know. And um, I was like, that's not for me. That's Wait, real quick question. You said that even your dogs didn't get the, like, the best part of you. Do you think if your dogs were, or your, your animals at yeah. home were, were actual people, you would have still made that decision? That's a good question. Um, like Ranch just says, like, like, all my money goes towards those fucking animals. <laughs> you have two dogs? And, <laughs> two dogs and a cat. And a cat. <laughs> and a cat. And I keep talking my girl into getting another cat or another dog. Um, I think, you know, I, I think if my decision, I would have stayed a lot longer mm. if, if I had kids. Um, mostly for the fact that I was like, okay, you're miserable, but now we're going to save money. Now we're going to stack up and then you'll eventually leave, but at least you'll have like a, a cushion mm -hmm. to hold on to kind of thing. But then that's just, I think that's a slippery slope because then it's like, okay, I have a cushion. And it's like, when is enough enough? Mm. When is enough to the point that like, okay, I can, I can hit the eject button now. And then it's like, no, no, I still need to keep stacking. The kill needs, you know. And then it's like the money's good, the money's good, the money's good. I didn't have a bad day today. Let's keep it going, kind of thing, mm. you know. Um, so thank God I don't have kids. 
Because I think I'd still be working the overnights at picks and hating myself and probably so thinking about what, running into traffic. What what skills do you think you were missing? And that now, like in hindsight, you're like, hmm, you know, maybe I could, like, is there a part of you that thinks that you could have made it work? I think I could have made, if I, if, if I didn't take it so late where I was kind of like my one foot was already out, because mm. this is kind of like my Hail Mary throw to, to make the switch. Because every other time when I wanted to make the switch to a photo talk, which is like six years in the making, it was one of those things I was like, okay, well, you can make the switch, but you can lose your health benefits for a while. Mm. And I was like, well, I kind of like having health benefits because <laughs> what if I get sick? Mm. And I come from a, a family where, you know, my dad's super accident prone and, and he just doesn't hurt himself. He puts him out of commission for a year and a half. And it, I was like, you know, having health insurance is kind of important just a little bit. And it was also a safety net. Mm. And um, it was just one of those things that I think if I wasn't so comfortable and if I was more willing to just bite the bullet six years ago and do it, I think it, it would have been a big difference as to like when the pandemic came and I was like, I can, I can have a job working from home and I can be happy and I can see everybody. I think that would have really changed it. And I also think that I didn't love working in news anymore. I think that was, I didn't have love for it. So it's kind of like that. It's like being in a shitty relationship. Do you have love for your job right now? I don't have love for my job right now, but I love the, I love the lifestyle that my job gives me. Mm. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, because it gives me, I get paid less than when I was getting paid working in news, but my quality of life is so much better, mm. so much better in the sense that, you know, I can see the people that I love. I can, I can hang out at the home. I can work at the office. I, it's, it's more, it's not such a structured thing where it's like, you have to be in at 3 PM. You have to be out by 11 PM. I also don't work in the city anymore. Thank God. As much as I love New York city. Working in New York City on the Upper East Side, not the Upper East Side, Midtown East, fucking sucks. Um, especially with anything that's going on with the UN and stuff like that. It's just, it's a lot. Um, and for me, it, it was all I knew. So it was 13 years of working in the city. It's just working in the city, working in news. It was, uh, and it was at that point where I kind of kept telling myself, like, that's all you know. That's, you're only, like, I would only look at news jobs. I'd only look at other news places. And I was like, but why am I, why not explore why not go out and see what else is out there? You're a smart kid. You can do whatever you can do whatever you apply your mind to kind of thing. And um, it just happened one day I was talking to, to one of my good friends, Kevin, and he was like, look, we're looking for somebody. If, if you think you want to do this, try it out. See what happens. And I kind of, out of being tired and, and honestly, like, not, I wouldn't say I was, close to being like, I want to end it all. But like the idea of ending it all didn't sound too bad. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where I was like, okay, you got to do something because now the idea of running in front of traffic right now, as I 99.9% .9 sure I wouldn't do it, that 1% though, it's like, you know what? That sweet silence might be nice. Yeah. And that's where I was at, honestly and truly. What does your health, love life, spirituality, career, finances all have in common? Your mindset. Mindset is a source of creating change. To learn how to install these and other life-transforming concepts, browse through our free collection of courses at vtheproject.com.